Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. Lord, we love you and we thank you. And everybody said, amen. Have a seat, have a seat. Look at you. You're looking good. Seeing you. This is a whole lot better than outside. Listen, listen, I know that some of y'all really started to love being outside. You got the daily double. You got the tan and you got to hear from the man. So, I mean, that was like, I was like, yeah, I like that. We are so glad that you are here over the next couple weeks. We're going to be working out all the bugs. Uh, and so, um, it, y'all ever buy a new car and then all of a sudden you see a bee that actually read the manual. Uh, the rest of you, you figure it out after a year of being in your car. You're like, I didn't even know it did that. Uh, and so that's kind of what we're going to be doing. We're going to kick the tires and look around for a little bit and see what we can find. Um, you know, you almost got to mess it up to understand how to fix it. So uh, we're going to work on that the next three or four weeks. But I am so glad that you are here this morning. Uh, this is our f- running through me. And uh, I'm torn all the time because... My first emotion is I just want to celebrate, have a party, and come on, eat a donut. Uh, and then the second is I'm like, but who is here for the first time that needs Jesus? And they appreciate the fact that we have a building, but they really don't care. They need a touch from the Lord. And that, that's the tension that I'm, I'm wrestling all the time. And so we're going to do both. <laughs> uh, uh, we are going to give the Lord honor and we are going to praise because I think it's important for us to stop and pause. Way too many people experience victories and they never pause. And so they're always discouraged because they don't have a journal or a phone memory or a list of all the things that God's done. And I just want to encourage you, if you are on this journey with the Lord, it is your responsibility not to It is not his responsibility to always remind you. If you walked through it and you prayed through it and then it happened, write it down. That was what he told us in the Old Testament. He said, look, 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 put it in stone, like write it down, remember, so that when your kids come by and you're no longer telling the story, they can ask people, grandma, what is that? And then you begin to tell the story of God's goodness. And I think there are many of you here today that you have a God story that maybe very few people know. We've got to be able to pause. We've got to be able to celebrate. And so... Anyway, thank you for coming. Be patient with us over the next two or three weeks. Uh, there are uh, two types of people in here. Uh, there are the, the people that you like. You walked in and you're like, oh my God, this is so great. And you see no problems. We need you to be really loud. Then there's the other side of people that, why, why'd they do that? Why'd they do that? Why, why's the bathroom there? Why's that? The lights aren't, it's too, ah! And, and we just want you to know that we just wanted to give you one more opportunity, come on, to grow in patience, to produce that fruit of the Spirit. That's what we wanted for you. Uh, in 2021, we started this project. The world had been through a hard season. It was, people were stationary. It was serious. And like many churches, they went through a time of testing. And it was in that moment that God said, yo, I want to download this idea of 
moving, expanding, having territory. And I remember the first time praying. Well, I knew that we needed a place. We only signed a three-year lease over at our other place. So it was like, I mean, obviously I could read a calendar. Um, but it was like I had no idea where we were going to go. And people would come up and they would say, have you seen that place on Olive Street? And I was like, yeah. Have you seen that place on Olive Street? <laughs> oh, I've seen it. They need to burn it down. <laughs> and, and one time I was driving by and I really felt like God was like, that's your place. And I was like, that's not what I want. <laughs> come on, come on. And um, man, we were people were leaving the church, all churches. I mean, this wasn't just ours. Like there was a national pandemic when fear hit and whatever. And the, I mean, we had the racial tension. We had the, the, the uh, uh, COVID. We had, we, I mean, there was a lot going on. Does that make sense? And so people were trying to figure out, okay, where do I need to go? And we're not, I mean, I get it. I learned a long time ago that the, the church's job is to help produce spiritual backpacks. And, and as long as people are here, we're going to be filling them up. And, and I don't think that you can get everything that you need to know about God here. But I know that you can get enough about God here to live a consistent life. Does that make sense? And that's what we're trying to do. Um, and so me and God started having an uncomfortable conversation. Anybody ever had uncomfortable conversations? Some of y'all like, me and my wife had one this morning. I was like, girl, it starts at 9.15. <laughs> Come on, uncomfortable conversations. I had the desire, but my faith had to grow. I had the team, but their knowledge, maturity, responsibility had to grow. We had the church, but even our church family, our body, like, like we had to grow in faith to believe. I mean, you're talking about like... What? We're going to do what? We're going to raise what? How much money? I mean, just, I mean, you're talking about, it's insane. And so these uncomfortable conversations kept coming up with God. But you know what? Here's the thing. I believe that God puts us in uncomfortable conversations because he wants us to grow. He wants to break strongholds in our life. He wants us to take new territory. And I just need you to know, sir or ma'am, if you're in this place, like where you are isn't where you should stay. That, that as long as you're living, the Bible tells us to count the number of our days and we live missional. We don't live comfortable. Come on, I need to hear you. Listen, the truth of the matter is the reason we are where we are in our nation is because we have bought the ticket of comfort comfortability rather than being missional in our families and our lives the bible says the word of god does not come back void but if we don't sow it and grow it it cannot be used come on uncomfortable conversations are necessary god's uncomfortable conversations are not listen to catch you they are to unleash you 
God wants to have, that's why we want to have two or three encounters in every service. In our third or fourth song, we want there to be an encounter, a reflection, a moment where you begin to open your hard heart. Come on, open your heart and say, okay, God, what do you want me to do? And then I'm hoping within three or four minutes of me speaking for about 32 minutes that that there would be an encounter, like something would solidify in you and it would mark you. And then here at the end of service, we're hoping that there in the prayer time that you You're not just putting your hands in your pocket and going, well, you know, everything I do is internal. Revival's happening in here. But at least one or two or three times a year that you're going to get prayer, that, that you're praying, that you're taking your stress and anxiety and frustration and whatever to the Lord in a corporate setting because the Bible says when two or more gather, look, I'm in the midst here. And so we're not trying to figure out your problem. We're trying to get your problem off of your shoulders so that we can believe with you in prayer so that there can be a moment where you repent. There can be a moment when you readjust. There can be a moment, listen, when you believe again that the overwhelming love of God is still, come on, listen, for me. I hope that you allow uncomfortable conversations to walk you through and into better spaces. We are here because of an uncomfortable conversation. And I need you to know when you walked in, you walked in because a year of of being uncomfortable. And I'm telling you, what could your marriage look like if you had that uncomfortable conversation? Come on, what could, your, what could your family look like if you had that uncomfortable conversation? What would your finances, come on, let's sit down, look like if you had that uncomfortable conversation with McDonald's? Come on, somebody. What, what would that, what would uncomfortable conversations? Today, my assignment is walk in. Come on, you walked in, listen, and it was, the air was on. Most of the sinks work. Most of them. And I want to talk to you today about these 10 leopards that, that, that Jesus healed and it changed and healed their life, but they had to walk it out. They had to walk it out. And as you walk in to this space, I'm praying that new things happen in your life and you're walking in, come on, to new moments. You're walking into new relationships. You're walking in, listen, to new territory and victory. Luke chapter 17, verse 11 through 18 says this on the way to Jerusalem he was passing between Samaria and Galilee he's on assignment he's going to Jerusalem and he entered the village and he was met there by 10 leopards who stood at a distance and lifted up their voice they said Jesus master have mercy on us then he saw them and said go show yourself to the priest and as they went they were cleansed And as they went, they were cleansed. As they went, come on, listen, they were cleansed. This is not a sitting gospel. It's a walking gospel. As they come to church, as they commit to life group, as they continue to do, they are cleansed along the way because Jesus had the power to do it immediately. But he chose process. Many of us want to skip process and go right to miracle. Can I tell you, there's a lot of things you can get in church, but one thing that you cannot get in the prayer line is character you cannot build faithfulness by coming and get prayer 
You have to go through a problem to get faithfulness. You have to come overcome an adversity. Come on, someone, to get some faithfulness. And I need you to know we're going to have to walk it out. We got this building. You walked in. Oh, my gosh. And I believe that God wants to do some walking in your life and clean up some areas. Come on, in your life. And he has some healing and victory. And, and he has some things that he wants to do in your life. Come on, someone say, walk in. Then one of them saw that he was healed. He saw it. I fully believe there's a lot of people that have experienced the healing of God, but they, they, they choose to turn off their eyes and they're no longer aware of it. I can't tell you how many people have come through our church or ministry or even the church that I was in that... that, that had gotten their life changed, had gotten healed, had been set free, but then they started closing their eyes because they saw something else. Here's what I want you to know. There was one that recognized my life is better. I am walking in more victory. I have overcome some insecurity. I am, I've taken steps that I've never taken before in my life. And even though I may not stay in one church forever, the truth of the matter is I'm going to honor that place forever because it was a step in my life. Come on, does that make sense? That's how the kingdom grows. If you're saved and you've been baptized, and you have some church background, then here's what I want you to know. We honor the pastor and the staff and the people that went before this moment because we know you just didn't show up here. There was a team that was coming to practice to have a moment so that you could get saved at 19. Come on. He turned back when he saw that he was healed. He turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face. Just can you get a picture of the, the humility? He's not fighting for dignity. He fell on his face at Jesus' feet, a Samaritan. You know why Samaritans and Jews were always at it, right? Because the Samaritans didn't want to rebuild the temple. And so from that moment, they just kept fighting. That's why they always fight. He turned with God with a loud voice. He fell his face at Jesus' feet and gave thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered, were there not ten that were cleansed? Where are the other nine? Look at this. No one was found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner. Today, we're going to return. And we're going to give God, come on somebody, the highest praise. The highest praise. I don't want to be the nine that got my healing and left. Come on. I don't want to be the nine that got a little better and never came back to a relationship. Listen, everybody wants mercy, but few people want a relationship with Jesus. I just need to talk to you a little bit about the ones that came back. What's the significance of a, of a leper? In scripture, the Bible uses this because here is this leper who has pain and hurt. 
They're ostracized from their family, community. Um, They're despised by society. Their life is robbed of real comfort. And they are a picture to us of people who cannot help themselves. Can I tell you this? You may be an incredible intellect, but you cannot help yourself. You may be the hardest worker in the world, but you cannot help yourself. You may be, come on, listen, you have, may have money in the bank and five other banks. Where were you at? No, but, 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 but look, you can't help yourself. You, you, you may have great, you may be the best arguer that you know. Like you just win in every argument. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. But the, hear what I'm saying? You can't help yourself. And the picture of the leopard was a, a, a picture for us that there are certain situations where you're going to need the Lord and you cannot do it. Come on, on your own. The healing of the leopard, leopard is ex- significant because it tells us that God can restore anything. God can restore, come on, l- anything. My hope is that the pain and hurt in your life would turn to a story of redemption. I'm praying that the power of God would restore the faded dream in your life. Because we, like the leopard, come on, need some help. Here's what God tells us in Leviticus chapter 26, verse 12. Look at this. And I will walk among you, and I will be your God, and you will be my people. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says, For we walk by faith, come on, say it, and not by sight. We got a lot of sight Christians. We got a lot of Christians that say, because I've interpreted the way it is, that's the way it is. No, 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 no. Everywhere in the Bible, when Samuel picked David, he said, don't pick by what you see. All throughout the Bible, it's been saying, don't offer that judgment based on what you see. In other words, there's something going on that you don't see, and you got to be in the spirit in order to see. Come on. These 10 leopards cried out. They were ready to have an uncomfortable conversation with Jesus. They had no idea what Jesus would do or say. But they were ready. While I don't have time to pull out all of the the thoughts in this text, I want to give you a couple thoughts. Isn't it interesting that Jesus answered their prayer request with a request? Have you ever had a conversation with someone that will never validate what you just said? Hey, do you want to go to eat dinner? Hey, I was thinking about the TV. Did you hear that I was hungry? Oh, yeah. But did you know our TV? You know, like, hey, I was thinking about mowing the lawn. Great. I'm going to, I mean, you're like, Awesome. Appreciate you. Mow the lawn. And here's another thought. <laughs> it's, like, like, you know, it's like two people thinking at the same time. They come up. They cry. They're indignant. They're making a spectacle. And Jesus says, go show yourself to the priest. Well, weren't you? The, don't you have all power and authority? Like, can't, can't you handle this without us getting our steps in? 
I feel like that's another extra step, don't you? Like, we could just get this done right now. We've been in pain for so long. Why don't you just, bam, and then all of a sudden, we'll just, like, skip home. A lot of people want to skip process. And I'll tell you this, that sometimes the answer to your prayer is an unexpected response. See, here's the thing is, I didn't know that this building was going to be this when we, when we signed. I had hope. I believed we could do something. But I didn't, like the sanctuary was, y'all understand, we took this thing back to the metal, right? Like, like everything that you see, you're like, oh, this place wasn't that bad. What's his problem? It's all new. <laughs> when I was praying about this building and this land, Olive Street wasn't what I was looking for. I had something different in my mind, but God had exceedingly and abundantly more than I could ask. Come on, more than I could imagine. They had to go show the priest. Why the priest? Because here's the deal. Even Jesus knew that the Mosaic law had to be fulfilled. And can I just tell you, when we started knocking down walls, I found out about the law. I found out about laws, rules, and regulations. And y'all better be glad. Listen, listen, I believe that I have a really good character. But there was a few times that I was like, what can we do? (laughs) Do we really, do we, do, do we really need like a waste grinder? Let's just let that thing go on the street. I've seen people and what they do with their dogs, they just let them go. We had a really good architect, I mean, uh, general contractor. His name is Eric. And he, uh, y'all give him a hand. Listen. He was my Old Testament prophet. He said, This is wrong. I said, How wrong? <laughs> I said, Is it a gray area or is it a sin? He's like, it's a sin. And I was like, okay, <laughs> come on, come on. Even Jesus went through the law. And here's what I, I learned in, in, in this moment. I, I learned this in building this project, that hurdles don't hinder God's word. And even though there were barriers that I did not expect It's cool. I feel like we're dropping calls. It'd be nice if we could label that button. Uh, (laughs) I know. I get it. I get it. Um, (laughs) Listen, hurdles. Sometimes your mic goes off in a crowded room. As you're presenting your church for the first time. <laughs> Hurdles. Um, here's, here's the thing. Is every new ordinance, every new thing I had to do, every new permit that we had to walk through, every no, which I just feel like that's our city's favorite word. Uh, um, every new no was a big deal for me. But it never was a big deal for God. 
Because he was like, yo, if I called you to it, I'm going to work you through it. And I just, I don't know who that's for today, but I need you to hear me today that maybe you are so frustrated because of the hurdles that are happening in your life. You, you, you raise your kids a certain way and then this is happening. You know what? Your marriage is going through a little tension and you're like, where is God? Your finances, maybe you got an unexpected bill. Maybe there are some things going on behind the scenes, behind the fake smile and the phony. All I am telling you is this. If God called you to it, come on somebody, God is going to do it. God is going to do it he's going to do it here's my last thought Ben y'all can go ahead and come up is only one returned to give Jesus praise only one returned anybody any, any, anybody ever do ratios 90 percent of the people who had an experience with God got healed, got better, and did their own thing. Only 10% stayed to give honor to God and fully fulfilled and completed their healing process. Our goal for you, sir, ma'am, is not that you be just a little bit better than you were before you came. It's not so that you just have a little bit more character or you have a little bit morality. Come on. Our hope for you is that you know the Father. That you accept forgiveness. That you begin the principles and the practices of living free. And you begin to fuel purpose in your life. And that's only going to happen as you honor, come on, the Lord. The Samaritan who had a feud with the Jews. The Samaritan was the only one to humble himself. The Samaritan was the only one to show true honor. The Samaritan was only the one to give thanks to Jesus. Look at what God has done. And I can't wait to say that about your life. Come on, does anybody know what I'm talking about? Do you ever look over your life and go, I, I can't believe. I am so unworthy. Pastor Stephen, if you knew the stuff in my past and what God's done in my life, I'm so unworthy. Yet here I stand. And I just want to be a church, listen, that gives honor that we are the 10% church. Come on. That we are the ones that aren't impositioned by doing what's uncomfortable because they walked all the way there. But come on, they walked back. And so listen, the journey may be twice as long, but it will seal something in your life. I don't need you just to walk in and go, wow. I need you to walk back and take the concepts that God has been doing in this building and apply it. Come on, listen, to your life. And so here in a moment, we're just going to have a moment. We're going to have a moment. And I want you to know that this place that we are building is not just for us. It's about impacting other people. Sure, when we get out the building, I want you to high five. I want you to chest bump. Not too hard. I want you to, I mean, come on. 
But I just want you to know, for anybody who is saying, this is it, we did it, no. We took a next step of many steps and we're continuing and there is someone to your left or right that could be your next best friend there's an open chair of someone that could get their life changed baptized full of the holy come on. you never know what god can do and so this is not just for us this is for others it's for others and so today Every day, every Sunday for the next three or four weeks, we're going to give an offering. I'm not going to ask you to give money, so just relax. But out of the overflow of what God has done, we are going, we're going to give. And we're going to start by blessing Israel. That's the first thing that we're going to do. And so a couple days ago, we gave an offering to um, the voice of Judah and they plant churches in Israel and do humanitarian work for the refugees there and so we because the Bible says if you bless Israel I'm going to what so, so that's what we I just want you to know come on y'all can give a hand clap for that how much we gave them a thousand dollars just to say look hey God we get it we're, today is not going to only be about us. Okay? We have interns. If you're an intern, do you mind coming up here real quick? I know it's going to be a long walk. Uh, interns, are they, they're, all, they're, coming, they're coming in the back. Here they go. Out of the back they come. Come on. Come on. Devin, Alexis. So here's the deal. We've got two going to Belize. We got four here that we're going to chain, train Adam and Courtney are in Belize ready to receive. And I just need you to know that there is more to this church than just air conditioned, paint on the walls, and comfy chairs. But some of y'all, come on, be honest about those comfy chairs. Yeah. How many of y'all are so excited you didn't slide today? Come on. Okay. But we're going to pray. We're going to pray over our interns. And I want to immediately shift our focus to the future. We have over 60 young people coming to our local outreaches this summer. They're coming from all over. And I'm just saying that you're about to see a work happen right before your eyes. And if you see it physically, it's a physical representation of what God wants to do in your life. Okay, come on, let's pray for them. Come on, reach your hands towards them. Father, right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Come on, worship team. Put your hands on them. Father, I thank you right now that you would go before every one of these lives. Father, we count it as a privilege. We know that ultimately you are holding their future. Where they go, who they marry, what they do, their occupation. And Father, we pray right now as a church over them. Father, their anointing that would be produced in their life character in Jesus name father that they would hear you speak to them and father that they would, would begin to obey God we release uncomfortable conversations right now as they have and sit in your presence father we pray for their work ethic we pray against discouragement against the attacks of the enemy 
And God, we thank you for safety. And we praise you in advance for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name. Come on, and everybody said, y'all give them a big hand. Y'all go ahead. And so we're going to do this gratitude song just one more time. And here's what I'm asking you to do. Listen, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Y'all remember the last place I could just step down? I'm having problems right now. Don't do it. <laughs> Might get that ankle. <laughs> here's the thing. Is I believe that some of you... God is stirring you and He wants you to have an uncomfortable conversation and it's time for you to say yes and to walk into some things. And some of you, it's been so long since you walked back. You're in the house you never thought you would be. You're married to who you never thought you would be. You have a job that you never thought you would have. And it has been a long time since you have walked back to Jesus. And one more time, come on. Thank you. Thank you for saving me. Come on. Thank you for moving. Thank you for the voices in my life. And I'm just telling you, if we're not going to be that type of church, then we're going to be prideful. And then we're going to judge everybody who has blue hair. That's what happens. You're going to judge everybody who has doesn't look like you and act like you. The only way I didn't even <laughs> we have someone here with All right. My bad. Wrong example. <laughs> Come on, listen. What, listen what I'm saying. If you don't get to this place, then you will forget all of the prayers that you've had. And you'll start being arrogant and you'll think, I did it myself. I did it myself. I have great choices. I made great decisions. I played the stock market. I did. I've worked hard my whole life. You better get over here. So come on, all in this place. Come on, let's stand up for just a minute. I believe some of you, listen, if you can, if you can, if you can't, I understand. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to do like easy and call someone out if you don't kneel. But, but listen, in this moment, if you, can, if you can just have a moment with God, maybe you need to kneel by your chair. Just tell Him thank you. Come on, begin to praise Him for this place. Maybe you need to kneel with one foot. And if you can't, maybe you just sit in the presence of God. And so here's the thing. If you're here today and you need to walk into some things, we have some people in the back and we'll have people up here and we're going to take about three minutes and we're going to pray. I'm just telling you, we're going to do that. Maybe you need to walk into a relationship with Jesus. Maybe it's been unkindled and it's hard and stale and you just need to say, Jesus, you need to call out to Him and have an uncomfortable conversation. Maybe you need to be walking back. It's been a long time since you've had a moment of gratitude. And so, come on, if you're going to pray, where are my prayer people, Devin? Where are my people? Come on, let's get there in the back, in the front. Y'all don't wait. And we're going to sing this song one more time. 
And if you need to have someone pray for you, if you need to get down, but you're either walking in or you're walking back. Come on, somebody. You're either walking into more. I'm walking into my next step. I'm walking into victory. I'm walking into breaking addictions. I'm walking into saving my marriage. Come on, I'm walking in or I'm walking back and I'm praising God. Come on, all over this place. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Come on. I throw my hands.
This is a miracle what God has done here. It's a miracle. And we give Him praise and we give Him glory. We give Him honor for what He's done in this place. But, but I never forget. It's just like it was yesterday for me. For 20 years, Stephen works in our ministry. And he walks in. I could preach that sermon word for word that Stephen just preached using his life as an example, step by step. We had the hard conversation. You don't walk into somebody's office that you've worked for for 20 years and say, I want to leave. I want to go start a church on my own. In that conversation, I looked at him, I said, Stephen, for 20 years, all you've had to do is preach. All you've had to do is pray for people. All you've had to do is plan an activity. You didn't have to worry about if the money was going to be there to have that activity. You, didn't, you jumped in a van and took off. You didn't have to worry about if the money was going to be there to put fuel in that van. You got up and preached, but you didn't have to worry about the sound system. You didn't have to worry about the pressure. You didn't have to worry about all the people that decided they didn't like me and left our church. I said, let me just tell you something about starting a church. More will leave than will stay. I'm the greatest pastor the world has ever known. You are the greatest speaker in the world. And then in two weeks, where'd they go? Oh, they got mad and left. I said, you don't have to deal with that. I, I live with that every day. Stephen looked at me, sitting in that chair, and he said, I want that pressure. I want to do that. I want to do that. We prayed. I watched him strap on the pressure and the responsibility of what it takes to do something like this. And I just got a quick word. The reason I'm sharing this is all of you young people here, I want you to know this is a miracle. God's done a wonderful, wonderful thing. But you don't have a vision in your heart without wanting to strap on the pressure to see that take place. Come on. And too many young people have a vision in their heart. Have a vision in their heart. And they want to go and do something, but they're unwilling. Unwilling. Do you know that Stephen has had just as many opportunities to have an affair as anybody else? You know, Stephen has just had as many opportunities to steal money out of the church offering and have a financial scandal as anybody else. Stephen calls me once a week for the last six or seven years and sometimes six times a week. He calls me. You know, he's had plenty of opportunities to quit and move here to church. I think I'm going to go and start a church over here. I think God's calling me into the mission field. I'm going to move over here. I hear it all the time from people just leaving here and going there and doing here. But the reason we're in this miracle today is because you got a great, a great leader, a great leader that's refused to walk in sin, that's refused to turn his back on what God called him to do, that's refused to move over here and take a higher paying job somewhere else, refused to move over here and take a higher paying job. You got a great leader here. That the, let me just tell you something. Let me tell you something. And I want you young people to hear this and blend the concept of God together. Yes, this is all God. But Terry and I drove around this campus when God had it by himself. This thing was falling in. Weeds was all in the parking lot. And Stephen said, I believe this is where I'm going to have a church. 
And I didn't say it, but in my heart, I said, you couldn't give me this dump. <laughs> you couldn't give me this place and give me a half million dollar check to go with it. I said, well, that's really nice. Is there anywhere else we can drive and look for another building as we're driving around town? Here's what I don't understand. I don't understand tearing down statues because you found out that statue that we used to honor wasn't perfect. I don't understand tearing down a statue. When they built the statue, the guy wasn't perfect, but he was a great leader. There were great things that we could learn from him. You don't tear down a statue because you find out somebody's imperfect. Is Stephen perfect? You don't know his imperfections like I do. If you've got reason to leave this church, you should have called me before you came. I can give you a lot of reasons. Don't never go around that guy. That's about time. What is I'm just telling you. There's a lot of imperfections. Don't leave this church because you saw imperfections. You got a great leader that preached this sermon. And it wasn't something that he read. It wasn't another sermon that he heard another pastor preach, so he copied it and preached it here. But Stephen has lived that scripture out word for word for word, and he just shared what God has done in his life with you. You've got a great example, you've got a great man, and you've got a great family in the sextons to follow. Not perfect, not perfect, but you've got a great leader. God's done a great thing here today. We're in a miracle in this building, but I want you also to give Stephen a big hand for making this happen. Father God, today we honor you. Lord, I ask that as the Sexton family has given beyond words, as they've endured pressure, as they've endured problems and difficulties making this day happen, I ask that you would reward them a hundredfold. Lord, I ask that you pour out your blessings immeasurable on this ministry, on this house. And God, as you had a vision years and years ago for this lot, years ago as you laid it on Stephen's heart and he walked up those steps to my office and we had that hard conversation. And now, Lord, what you purposed in your heart is coming about. Lord, this ministry be a light all across this nation to the different countries it's involved in. May this ministry be a light to this neighborhood. Lord, that all of these houses on all four sides of this building, the people in those houses, your Holy Spirit, draw them here that their life may be turned around. Lord God, I speak your anointing on this man. I ask for you to empower him that his latter years be stronger than his former years, that his leadership be more clear than it's ever been, that you infuse him with wisdom and power that he has yet to even seen and walk in. Lord, we honor you today and we lift you up and we give you praise and we give you glory and we give you honor for the great things that you're doing right here on Olive Street. May you be the glory. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. 
feel free to let us know on the contact us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.